Hello, health warriors. This is Althea, your host, that posts the most info on health conditions. A warm welcome to your health and views podcast. Are you ready to take your health in your hands? Are you fired up to put a lid on sickness and diseases? If so, please join the team. In today's health bulletin, the purple elephant in the room is prostate cancer. The ground bottom segment will feature turmeric, and then we'll have a short announcement, followed by code purple, our segment that features missing children. Health warriors, Let's put a lid on it. Now, what is prostate cancer, some may ask. Well, before we get into that, let's talk about the prostate gland. So the gland is connected to the base of the bladder, and it forms a channel through which the urethra passes. It is the size and shape of a walnut, and it has two main functions. One, it aids in the viability and fertility of sperm cells. It also houses the urethra, part of the urethra, that is, which carries semen and urine. Starting at the age of 40 years or so, over 30 million men start to come down with prostate issues. There are three main conditions that are problematic to the prostate gland. One is called BPH, which stands for benign prostatic hyperplasia. 
this is non-cancerous and it involves enlargening of the prostate gland. So under normal condition, as a man starts to age, his prostate glands becomes enlarged gradually. Now the next condition is prostatitis, and this is an inflammatory condition of the prostate gland. And third, there is cancer or tumors that can develop and eventually spread. The prostate glands produce an enzyme called PSA, and this is one of the first indicators of problem with the prostate glands because the level of PSA will increase in most conditions when there is problem with the prostate glands. It is important to note testosterone has an effect on the prostate glands. It increases the growth of the gland. Okay? So prostate cancer is a type of tumor that is specific to the prostate glands. And here are some of the signs and symptoms. There is usually pain in the area. Um, there is change in urine flow. It could be a weak flow or the flow dribbles. Um, there is burning sensation or what is known as dysuria. Um, there is bladder control problem, could be frequent urination or impotence. Pain when ejaculating or urinating. There is passage of blood in the urine or semen and the prostate glands enlarges. So those are the main symptoms. Okay, what is staging? Staging is a procedure done by a pathologist to see how advanced a cancer is. In prostate cancer, there are five stages. A Gleason score is assigned to each stage. And let me let you hear from Dr. Mark Schultz as to how this procedure works. Hi, I'm Dr. Schultz. Let's talk about prostate cancer. We're going to talk a little bit about grading prostate cancer. The Gleason grading system and the newer Epstein grading system. As you can imagine, this determination is incredibly important for determining optimal treatment. Determining the cancer's grade, the Gleason grade, is really most important for men who are newly diagnosed. This information is occasionally looked at by experts in the more advanced stages of prostate cancer. But other factors like scans and extent of disease throughout the body becomes a much more important factor. The biopsy removes small amounts of cancer cells for evaluation under the microscope, and their appearance reveals the grade of the cancer. Why is the Gleason score reported as a number plus a number? like a 3 plus 4 or a 4 plus 5. This is an attempt to deal with the fact that men can have 
more than one grade. The most common grade is placed first in the sequence. The second most common grade is placed second with a plus sign in between. Three plus four means the most common grade is a three. Four is less common in that particular patient, but it's present and it needs to be acknowledged. So a three plus four means a Gleason score of seven. The grades are Gleason three and Gleason four. Not every patient has two different types of prostate cancer. But to be consistent with a grading system that uses a number plus a number, it's reported out if, for example, it's all four, as a four plus four. If there isn't any five or three, it would be a four plus four. If it's all pure three, it would be a three plus three equals six. This grading system was set up almost 40 years ago, and the assumption was that grades two, three, four, and five, those are the, the summation of, say, one plus two or two plus three, were relevant cancers, and it turns out they aren't. These days we know that they aren't cancers. So the Gleason grading system starts at six and runs to 10. The lowest grade these days that is reported is a three plus three equals six. And of course, the larger the number, the more aggressive the cancer. One problem with the Gleason grading system has been all the different subtypes. You can have four plus three and three plus five and uh, four plus four. It is confusing. Dr. Jonathan Epstein at Johns Hopkins, the leading prostate pathologist in the world, many say, for, for this area of expertise, has simplified the system down into just five grades, the Epstein grading system. So three plus three in this system becomes one. Three plus four becomes two. Four plus three becomes grade three. Four plus four becomes grade four. And four plus five, or five plus four, or five plus five, all three of those become a grade five. So one being the most favorable under the Epstein system, and five being the most aggressive. Other factors, such as how many core biopsies show cancer, how much of the core is replaced, are important factors as well. In other words, a, a lot of cores or a lot of cancer is more serious than just a very tiny amount of cancer. This information is communicated through a 12-core random biopsy by determining how many of the cores have cancer in them. And of course, what grade is the cancer in each of the cores? In a man who has more than two types of uh, Gleason scoring or Epstein scoring, the higher number is the one that is designated for that individual. The future behavior of the cancer is most likely to follow a course that's determined by the higher grade. So if a person has both a four plus three, that would be an Epstein three, and a four plus four, which would be an Epstein four, the patient's categorization is a four, an Epstein four or a Gleason four plus four. The four plus three is essentially ignored and the four plus four is the determining grade. There's two problems with the scoring system. First, realize that it relies upon a random biopsy. Needles that are placed throughout the gland 
but not targeted at anything specific. The needles can miss higher grade tumors. Historically, this problem's been handled by repeating the biopsy, doing another random biopsy, and sometimes that will pick up higher grade disease and give a more accurate indication of what's going on inside the prostate. More recently, three Tesla multiparametric MRIs are able to locate the higher grade areas in the prostate and experts can Continuing on with the discussion on prostate cancer, according to Dr. Mark Schultz, these are the types of treatment for prostate cancer. Systemic, combination, local, observational. Also, he grouped prostate cancer into five stages, and he color codes these stages. He has the um, stage one sky, stage two teals, stage three azure, stage four indigo, and stage five royal. Let me let you listen to Dr. Schultz. He'll break down what these stages and what the treatment um, involves. But with a specific stage, experts agree that certain treatments are superior to others. And if you know those expert recommended treatments, that's the starting place for the conversation with your physician. There may be modifying factors such as your age, your sexual functionality, your personal preferences about treatment, but at least you have a starting place. The five stages of prostate cancer are sky, teal, azure, indigo, and royal. The first three stages, that is the men with newly diagnosed prostate cancer, sky, teal, and azure, are broken down into those three stages because of the radically different way each one can behave. Azure is like a real cancer that if it isn't cured, it can spread and, and lead to early mortality. Sky is essentially harmless. It doesn't spread. People need to be watched, but they don't need immediate treatment. The men with teal are sort of in a transition. And typically, most, not all, but most men will need treatment. The last two stages of blue, indigo and royal, represent men that have relapsed disease after surgery or radiation, or advanced disease. That means either spread to the bones or developed resistance to hormonal therapy. Once you take the quiz, things should be fairly self-explanatory, but questions are going to arise. The PCRI provides an extensive amount of information on its website at PCRI.org. PCRI also offers a free helpline that you can call or email and get specific answers to your questions. Prostate cancer is a disease in motion. The earlier you get to the proper treatment, the better the outcome. Delayed treatment means that you're going to be fighting a more advanced foe, and you're going to need stronger weapons. Get the right treatment the first time by knowing what you're dealing with, know your stage, and that will open the door to the best possible treatment. Thanks for watching. For more information, subscribe to our channel 
or go to PCRI.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Scholz. Let's talk about prostate cancer. In this video, we're going to cover the four main types of treatment for men with prostate cancer. There are four broad categories. Observation alone, local treatments where the therapy is administered to the gland alone, systemic treatments where medicine circulates throughout the whole body, and then combinations of local plus systemic therapies. Men who have prostate cancer and want to pursue active surveillance need to have certain specified criteria, a Gleason 6, possibly certain types of Gleason 7 uh, for their grading, which comes from the biopsy, a PSA that's less than 10, and if the doctor has done a finger exam, he shouldn't be feeling any hard lumps or bumps. Active surveillance for prostate cancer is a very attractive approach because the standard treatments, like surgery or radiation, can cause very serious side effects, impotence, incontinence, rectal damage that is often irreversible. Men undergoing active surveillance have their blood tested for PSA every three months or so, and if the PSA were to go up to a dramatic degree, then uh, that could suggest there was a problem. Uh, more importantly, men are either going to need a periodic prostate biopsy, perhaps every other year, or annual scans with multiparametric MRI. Many men can remain on active surveillance for the remainder of their lives, and that's because the type of cancer that's selected for surveillance is so low grade, it's very unlikely that it will grow or change during a man's normal life expectancy. Men can continue on active surveillance as long as certain things especially the biopsy doesn't change. Uh, it is possible for men to develop new cancers that have a higher grade, a Gleason score of 8 or higher, for example, and that is the sort of thing that typically would lead to a man stopping active surveillance. When we start talking about localized treatment, that means a treatment that's directed directly at the prostate gland, we're talking about things like radiation treatments, surgery, or high-intensity focused ultrasound, cryotherapy, which is a type of freezing. The unifying thought is that all the treatments are directed exclusively at the prostate. Local treatments are for men who we consider to have curable cancer, but also have a cancer serious enough to require treatment. Curable cancers are defined by having a PSA of less than 20 or so, and in men who have had scans, bone scans and CAT scans that don't show any enlarged lymph nodes or metastasis in the bones. Although it's often very slow growing, over a period of many years, it can spread and become incurable. The threat is not as immediate as it is with other cancers, but there is a threat. Surgery of the prostate is an intricate and challenging operation that's usually done robotically these days. The short-term side effects from the operation itself are pretty tolerable, However, there can be some long-term issues related to recovery of sexual and urinary function. So radiation therapy for prostate cancer comes in two broad categories, beam radiation and seed implant radiation. Seed implant radiation involves putting radioactive seeds inside the prostate in an operative procedure. Beam radiation involves going to a specialized facility where they transmit the beam sort of like a regular x-ray but it's aimed at the prostate in high doses, requiring multiple visits to the facility over a period of weeks or even a couple months. 
Systemic therapy for prostate cancer is superior to systemic therapy for any other type of cancer. Hormone treatments alone can put a man into remission for an average of 10 years, even when they have a relapsed type of prostate cancer. That's quite remarkable, but we have a number of other systemic therapies that are also very effective. Injectable radiation, immunotherapy, and a variety of different types of chemotherapies. Chemotherapies that on the whole are generally quite well tolerated. Combination therapy for prostate cancer involves both treatment with radiation or surgery, a local treatment to cure the cancer inside the prostate, and a systemic treatment that circulates in the bloodstream to cure any potential cancer outside the prostate. This type of treatment is used for men that are considered to be high risk. In other words, they have PSAs over 20 or Gleason scores that are 8 or higher. When men have high-risk prostate cancer, combination therapy improves their chance for cure, perhaps as much as 15 to 30 percent. So if they were to have only surgery or only radiation without any systemic treatment, without any hormone treatment, for example, their cure rates would be lower. The most common combination therapy is some form of radiation administered with some form of hormone treatment. Typically, the hormone treatment starts a couple months before the radiation. The hormone treatment continues through the radiation and beyond. Depending on how serious the cancer is, the hormone therapy may continue for only a couple months, or it may go on for a full year after the radiation. Thanks so much for watching. If you found this helpful, please subscribe to our channel. And if you need more information, go to PCRI.org. In closing, the health bulletin section of this podcast, I just would like to go over the risk factors, the diagnosis, and the lifestyle changes that um, are pertinent to prostate cancer. So risk factors, we have individuals who are 60 years old and over. They are 50% likely to come down with prostate cancer, and they are 90% likely to come down with BHP. Now, the, um, the diagnostic tests that are done are CT scans, um, MRIs, PSA screening, and that's a blood test, um, digital exam, also called DRE, and there's questionnaire of symptoms. Now, there's also biopsy, and biopsy can be done with the aid of CT scan and MRI-guided um, procedures. Now, lifestyle changes that can be incorporated in your daily life is quit smoking, limit alcohol, reduce caffeine, um, limit fluid intake in the evenings, maintain ideal weight, take your vitamin D3, and remain physically active. Okay? So that's the segment for our health today. I'm going to move into the next segment, which I'm going to feature a little bit um, on Black History Month for your views. Stay tuned.
If it makes it easier for you, you can break down the different types into types 1 through 5 instead of the colors. So what I'd like to feature for this week's In the Black History Month series is homework. I'm giving you some homework. So these are the individuals I would like you to do research on, to read up about. Um, they are Booker T. Washington. Madam C.J. Walker, W.E.B. Du Bois, Jack Johnson, Marcus Garvey, Zora Neale Hurston, Langston Hughes, Bessie Smith, Louis Armstrong, and Mary McLeod Bethune. Okay, so that's your homework. Let's read up about those individuals and see what history we'll uncover. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Althea, your host, with your Health and Views podcast. It has been a real pleasure speaking with you today. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to join me next week, same time, around 9 p.m. The Health and bulletin broadcast next week will be on colon cancer. To learn more, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified of releases. Again, thank you and so long.